in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy for a Friday edition. This is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And the Sportsocracy is heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app. We can be seen live or on demand as well on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe, join us in the chat, get all the alerts when we go live, and, of course, uh, your your feed will populate with all of our team-by-team content. Three-round mock drafts, they're, they're making their way out. Uh, today is officially a day where we add something new that probably should have been around the whole time to Jeremy's food pyramid of things that keep him alive. Okay. We've always had four. Well, today we have five. Now it's nicotine, protein, caffeine, caffeine, alcohol, and anger. Yes. Because I have been here since a quarter to five this morning. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long time. It's a long day. It's a long day. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, congratulations. Congratulations to Cowboy John Roten on his retirement and his uh, marriage this First, morning uh, on News we, Radio 570 WWNC. We had practically everybody that's worked in this building for the last 25 years, and we can definitively say that is the first time we have ever seen a wedding live on air, and it was flawless. Yeah, It worked perfectly. Mark Starling is, uh, you know, if, if you're getting married at some point in the near future, Mark Starling uh, might not be a bad guy to get to do your your nuptials. Oh, no doubt. He's fantastic doing the ceremony. He's actually doing Amy and I's ceremony. Uh, and I think we just completely honed in on how to live stream a wedding. So and that's the thing we know now. There you go. If you Let's- have a lot of people that can't attend your nuptials, uh, Mark Starling and I are now starting uh, uh, a a a a mullet and gnome wedding spectacular nice nice look for the uh the the wedding episode of the sportsocracy on may the 20th oh yeah and our logo is going to be a little gnome which is mark starling with a flowing moule which is me (laughs) nice very nice yes uh once again congratulations i walked into the studio today and there was a homeless guy on the floor and i went what first uh, my first question was Oh God! What happened to the computers? And then when he didn't respond, I had to go and check: Is he still breathing? Or, or oh, did he okay. He's die? got he's got his uh, sportsocracy sweatshirt up under his head. This was intentional. Yeah, he did this. We're on okay. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> if you think you can pull an all nighter, let me tell you at thirty six year, years old how that goes. Mm-hmm. You get to noon and go. I got four choices. I'm either going to take a nap. I'm going to quit. I'm going to fake my own death or I'm going to go home. I chose nap. So napping is a good choice. And I will say the floor at Radio Ranch, not a lot of padding. Not not very forgiving. You know, I mean, I'm more malleable than I think I am, but 
it's still a little worse for the wear after that nap. Yeah, no. It, I, you wouldn't have been able to get me off the floor. See, oh, no. see that's uh, the difference between 36 and 40. I mean, I will be more bendy at 40 than you were at 25. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Hey, I'm very flexible. Very uh, flexible. Uh, yeah, I'm, by comparison here, the athleticism of this show comes from the mulleted side of the table. Yeah, does it, though? It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and we welcome everybody into the chat with us here on a Friday. That is the best way to get in touch with the program immediately uh, is through the chat. So get on, subscribe to YouTube so you can join us, and we can always highlight the best comments throughout each and every show. Uh, we got a lot to get into here. Some good basketball last night. We've got football things on the docket today. You know what that means. It's time for the opening drive, which is brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. They will, uh, well, they they keep me driving happier than I've been in many, many years. And you can do the same. All you got to do is uh, go over to Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, 629 Brevard Road, or you can, you know, set up an appointment to go in and talk with them about your potential purchase of a new car at AndersonNissan.com. And you can, if whether you're in the market for a brand new vehicle or a certified pre-owned, mention the Sportsocracy and they'll give you $250 on top of your trade-in value. Uh, I am still in my phenomenal 2023 Pro 4X Nissan Titan, which I am getting more and more convinced that I just don't ever want to give back because everywhere I go, we had a million cars here today. And for the first time in my life, now we have not had one of these little events since Fred has so nicely been giving me cars. But for the first time, I had the nicest car in the parking lot. It wasn't even close. Right. Virtually every person that – because I was parked like a jerk, first of all. That's what initiated the conversation because I got here at 445, parked a little sideways. But as soon as they said, hey, who is the jerk that parked sideways, they would follow it with, with that very beautiful truck that is – we didn't want a ding, so we didn't park anywhere near. Right. And that is because I, with Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, you can to 629 Brevard Road. Tell them the formerly fat guys of the sportsocracy sent you. All right. Uh, college basketball went exactly how I thought it was going to last night. I got a that lot right. is what a lie sounds like because everything, I think, went the exact opposite of how I thought it was going to go except for the Kansas State-Michigan State game, which was amazing. It was awesome and the the bad thing is after a night like that and, and yes we have to start with college basketball yes. here we know we're, we're a football show last night put on the main stage and then if you looked to the diocese after the after the games were over to the press conferences four of the eight coaches looked to the ncaa and said what just happened tonight is why you have to get involved because these these players need to be paid directly from the schools. Mm -hmm. that We've already jumped that shark. That's happening. Mm -hmm. Do you notice a commonality between UCLA, Gonzaga, Michigan State, Kansas State? Do you notice something about those four teams? It was a phenomenal set of basketball very, games. Very, very veteran-laden They're teams. very old. Yeah. You don't see a lot of random freshmen playing more than 12 minutes weird and then you look at arkansas who had four freshmen in their starting lineup and they got 
feet like a kettle drum. Mm-hmm. And it was ugly to watch, and it was unentertaining. And of the four games, that's the only one that I didn't watch more than five minutes of. Yeah. Because I knew where that was headed well before it ever happened. I did not. I thought that would be a I thought that would be a good game. It was not. All of the other ones were decent. Florida Atlantic. My Lanta. I mean, if you were just uh, you know, oh, it's a school named after, you know, an owl. Yeah. They can't compete with a big power five school. Yeah, they did. They did. And they did, and yeah, they, they handled did. Tennessee. Yeah, they did. And it's I am looking at this going, you know what? And Mick Cronin said this as well as I've ever heard anybody put it. Every business that you've ever watched die has at some point said, well, we've always done it that way. Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball. Well, we've always done it that way. Well, times change, pudding pants, and it's time to adhere to the times. And the NCAA, I'm telling you right now, if you don't get with it, I could see a path. Right now, you have a sport that starts the first week of November. You have devalued this schedule to such a point, you get four days out of a 365-day-a-year calendar. Because I got news for you. This Final Four is not going to sell. It's not. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how good the basketball is, because you're going to have Kansas State, most likely, and and Creighton, and, okay, Texas is a name. Gonzaga's a name. But does that sell? No. No, because you hedged your bets on selling Blue Bloods when in all reality, what happened last night is the best thing you do. UCLA-Gonzaga was phenomenal. Kansas State-Michigan State was phenomenal. But you know what you don't see freshmen do? Well, we'll know the uh, point guard for Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Looks to his coach looks at Isaiah Thomas in the crowd, fakes a little fight with his coach, throws up a two, hits an alley-oop that nobody sees coming, which is one of the best plays I've ever seen. And it may have not been the best play he had in the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> right. Uh, that little uh, that, that little uh, bounce pass that he did from oh. well beyond NBA three-point range into the, into the paint for the bucket in the last few moments of that game, I think 50 seconds left, something like that, that was a phenomenal pass. And I went, this kid's incredible. It was great basketball. But here's the problem. I would wager the numbers are not going to be great, no matter yeah. how good it was. No, because, I mean, names. And names here's why. I, and I heard on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today uh, when I went to get lunch at <clears throat> 9.30 this morning. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable time to have your lunch hour. Caller calls in Dan Patrick asks one very simple question. What's the second best rivalry in college basketball? And they all looked at each other, and you know what answer they gave? What? There isn't one. There isn't one. There's, Duke, Carolina, yeah. end the message, repeat the line. I've thought okay. about this all day. I can't come up with two. Because the answer I want to say is UCLA, Gonzaga, and they've played three times in 20 or 17 years. Right. Wow. Because that's what I want to say. Yeah, oh, but Michigan, Ohio State, they've never been good at the same time no. for the last 20 years. No. I'm trying to think sheer basketball rivalries. Yeah, you I mean, I've always looked is? at the Big East as, a, as, as one big rivalry in and yep, of itself. And now none of them play Syracuse. So now you've got a lot of Creighton and Xavier. Mm-hmm. And 
Providence. And then and it's and it's good, but it's, it's good, but it's nobody good. watches it. Right. Because the Georgetown Syracuse days are gone. Mm-hmm. That's it's over. Patrick Holt said probably State Carolina. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's not a terrible answer. I don't agree with it, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't I know. He may be right. He because may- outside of this state, the state we're in, the state of North Carolina is the one place that cares about this sport. Mm-hmm. And they care about it in large part no matter what happens. I mean, yes, it's better if Carolina, Duke, NC State, Wake Forest are involved in things. Right. I would wager we have the highest rating of any state in the country. But you have no rivalries. You have no players that anyone knows. And now is the time to do exactly what I've been calling for since the first day we did this show on Saturdays on 570 WWNC. Mm-hmm. Six years ago. If you don't learn the lesson, your sport's going to die. I said it six years ago, and I'm going to say it now. This one-and-done thing is over. Stop waiting on the NBA to put their foot on your head. Decide it for them. Yep. If you come to school, you're here three years. Period. Because I want more of what I saw last night from Kansas State, Michigan State, Gonzaga, and UCLA. And exponentially less of what I saw of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That was a joke. That was an AAU squad that came up against a vet UConn team, and they beat them like a kettle drum. Now, fun story of the eight teams that played last night, the three highest players that will be drafted in this draft all play at Arkansas. Weird. That's the one team that got smoked like a deli meat. Mm-hmm. You can learn the lesson, or you can die on the vine. It's totally up to you. And when these numbers come down, and it'll be sometime later today or tomorrow, you're going to see that I'm right. Basketball's great. Nobody cared. Yeah. Us, the loyal, diehard was, fans, we cared. Yeah, absolutely. It was, like I said, it was it was a phenomenal night of basketball, and I think contracts are the only way to go. I honestly believe I that contracts have to be – we have to throw out the amateurism model – you have to throw out all of this stance against the and and I know people are going to rankle when I say this. Yeah, see, I got it in the show today. Yeah, bingo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a know, few things I'm going to get the in the show today that might not have the same reaction. The opposition to the uh, unionization and all of that of the players, like this is this is over. These guys need to be employees, so you can you name them employees of the school, so you can have more control over. Yeah, because now it's the Wild Wild West. Absolutely. You've got guys that are staying in school for six years or they're staying in school for six minutes. Mm -hmm. Drew Timmy last night. I think he's been at Gonzaga since I was in college. Yep. I have always been a a, uh, supporter of the ability for players to be able to move in college basketball. I'm not. Not without limits, though. That's that's where I always went was, uh, well, I didn't want this. No. I didn't want just up in, in the offseason one guy can go, oh, I want to go play for Oklahoma, and then immediately, boom, there he is on Oklahoma's team. 900, no players, 900 players in D1 college basketball are already in the transfer portal. The season's not even over yet. Mm-hmm. I And I tried to tell you this. When you said freedom of movement, mm-hmm, yep, that's a, that's beautiful in thought. But anytime you give an inch, a mile will be taken. Absolutely. And so now you have to take your sport back or your sport's not going to exist. Because I have this beautiful little thing called Twitter and Google Trends and things like that that tell me what people are talking about. And last night, 
it was you to a point, mm-hmm. but not the point you'd want it to be. Mm-hmm. Not the point it should have been. When I get two of the best games I've seen in the last 10 years, and I love this sport. That was two of the best games I've seen in the last 10 years. And it was getting out-tweeted by a pro day. <laughs> I, w- I wish I could have been awake. I wish I could have been awake for I the end of the Gonzaga I had to be here at 445, and I stayed up to watch every second yeah, of it. I couldn't do it. Brian, thankfully, Brian Haynes said, hey, you need some help tomorrow? And I said, yes, and we will be accountability buddies, and we will make sure that, the, that, that we're awake with, with text messages and, hey, be awake. Yep. Because we had to watch every second of that game. Mm-hmm. And it was sad to me to look around the country and go, a fraction of you even know it happened. Yeah. College basketball is in a uh, they're they're in a tight spot. Again, always a proponent of uh, player movement and paying the players and all of that, but not without limits. And that's where we're at with this current NIL and transfer portal situation. And yeah, Mick Cronin did say it best. Every failed business at some point has said we've always done it this way. The typewriter industry at one point was the most profitable industry in America. Do you know where to buy one of those right now? No. Because this is how we've always done it. And then along came IBM and along came Apple and the best sales, the the best typewriter salesperson on the planet was in the unemployment line. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The sportsocracy. It's the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Two last second shots deciding the games or two of the games last night in the Sweet 16. Did it hurt your soul to see the Chris Jenkins play used again? No. Because it's exactly what Gonzaga did. And and that I mean it works. It does work. Look, it works, and if I could have done it, I would have done it. Like No, it doesn't really hurt me all that much. I'm kind of, I've all, I've, I've always been that way with the Villanova thing. Like, good for them, good for you hitting that shot. And I felt the same way about Gonzaga last night. Um, you know, even though I had UCLA in my Final Four, um, 
I had UCLA listen to UNCA. For me, I was like, ah. <laughs> He's like, ah, I don't care. If you're playing in our bracket challenge, you should be adamantly rooting against me tonight. Yeah. Because I'm sitting about the middle of the pack. Uh, I have all four teams in tonight's action. Kansas State and Michigan State went into overtime. It was a hell of a flurry at the end of regulation oh, of that beautiful. game. And then the overtime period was just back and forth. It was awesome. The player in me misses playing in I mean, I never played it in, in Madison Square Garden or anything like that. Right. I miss playing in back and forth games like that. And the old coach in me goes, I don't think my heart could take that now. I, I don't think I'm as, as virile as Jerome Tang. We still have a Cinderella alive in Florida Atlantic as they took down the Tennessee Volunteers. And then UConn demolished Arkansas, which did hurt my heart a little bit because I am a huge Eric Musselman fan. The Musselman. <laughs> and that made it even better. Like after he took his shirt off after the uh, after that the round didn't of thirty two game, I was like, Yes, he is he is a god among men. Him and Mick Cronin are probably my two favorite or two of my favorite head coaches in college basketball. And then he got absolutely just blistered. So my question now is, Jeremy, which of tonight's game do you games do you think will be like the thrillers from last night? All of them except Brighton, Creighton and uh, Princeton. Okay. The, the Blue Jays are going to smoke. Princeton. All coming down to the last shot, or some. I can't say similar. they're all going to come down to the last shot, but the lines are too high. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the at the end of the hour, I'll give you my bangers of the night, but just. If, if you're a lapsed college basketball fan, if you're not a college basketball fan and you're planning on being home tonight, let me give you a reason to watch every one of these games. All right, Alabama, uh, they have a coach named Nate Oates. His philosophy, and I'll be honest with you, I've studied this quite deeply just in case I ever got back into coaching. There's two kinds of shots. In the paint, behind the three-point line. San Diego State, number one team in America at stopping at opponent three-point percentage. Uh, that is going to be a good old-fashioned rock fight. And if the Alabama Crimson Tide can't uh, aren't hitting the shots from long range, San Diego State's got a chance. They do have a chance. They have more of a chance than people want to let on. Okay. I mean, look, Alabama has the best player in college basketball, which is, I mean, we're at a point that that just wins. Mm -hmm. But if there was a team they didn't want to see, it would be San Diego State. Trust me, they were cheering harder for Furman than anybody. I love Bob Ritchie. I love Jalen Slauson. Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama would have just – they'd have given anything in their power to have avoided San Diego State. <laughs> right, right. Now, if you're not big into defense or you just like a lot of scoring, the next game's for you. Miami, with a roster that is bought and paid for, and that is not a spicy take, it's just the truth, mm -hmm. and you're allowed to do it, so I'm not even throwing shade. No. Because up against Houston – Another of the best scoring teams in the country. Yeah, it's going to be a, a show and a half. Well, that'll it, be a track meet. Marcus Sasser, uh, to me, is one of the best players in the country and widely regarded as one of the best players in the country. Um, I, I, I like that Houston Cougars team, and I said when the, when the tournament started, there's going to be one ACC team that makes a deep run. Miami. And it's Miami. Mm -hmm. They're the best team in the conference, and I didn't think it was all that close. Mm-hmm. So, I think that one will go down to the wire as well. I have Houston winning it, personally. I don't. But, really? No. Didn't allow your uh, your FSU fandom to overshadow reality. Uh, look. I like it, that. It, here, here's where my loyalties in life go. All right? Family. 
wife, children, et cetera, all, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Anderson, Nissan, Angles, <laughs> Clarissa Marshall, Clarissa Hyatt, Zach. Uh, my money. That's three. Yeah. So I don't care how bad I hate Miami. I, I'm looking at that game going, that's a, those first two games are huge money games. Betus.com promo code sportsocracy. They will match your initial deposit at up to 125% just for using our promo code. And it is, uh, it, you know, and, and thank, thank thankfully, uh, at 601, we can bolt out the door and be hopefully at home and cozy and comfortable ready for the 6:30 tip off for Alabama and San Diego state. You got uh 7:15 is the start time for Miami and Houston. Then you can probably skip that nine o'clock game uh, because Creighton is going to annihilate Princeton. Yeah. The, the backdoor cover scares me a little bit, but there's a reason they're 10 point favorites because this is a deep team. They do everything well and Princeton, it has been super cute mm-hmm. and we're, at some good point, for you. at some point, all good things must come to an end, and this is probably the end of Princeton's run. However, I said the same thing, or would have said the same thing yesterday about Florida Atlantic. So, well, that one didn't make any sense. How the biggest team left in the tournament got out rebounded by a bunch of dudes that are my size—that will never make sense to me. Think they wish they had Drew Pember still. Uh, possibly <laughs> and then can't you get, have him he's ours and then you get xavier in texas at the end of the night which probably decides the fate of rodney terry and the future of the texas program texas should win that game mm-hmm. uh if they had chris beard i would feel really confident that they were going to uh, they have rodney terry who spent 10 years as a head coach and was never good mm-hmm. so he hasn't done enough to you to prove that he I don't care if he wins a, a national shot. championship. I really? wouldn't give him the job. Really? You could okay. win the national title by 40 points, and I would still look at Rodney and go, thank you for all that you did. And now we're going to call John Calipari, who's a big boy coach. <laughs> okay. You well, I mean, if you're trading him in for that, okay. You went 17 and 13 four times at Fresno State. Like, uh, And now I'm going to give you the most one of the top 10 most prestigious jobs in the country? Yeah, no, I'll pass. Plus, I've... Well, Birdie told me they've already called Jay Wright, and Jay Wright listened. Of course he did. But that game will be interesting because Texas has the better talent, Xavier has the better coach. Which one wins out? So this is a good night of college basketball. I know that's a tough sell for our very football-heavy audience. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if it's this or Blue Bloods, and you just DVR Blue Bloods, you watch that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you're planning on watching 1923, let me just give you a piece of advice. Don't. Uh, no, do. But watch 1883 first, like Tank has told you since you first asked. You know, it's it. funny you said that. You, you mentioned that I was asleep uh, under my desk yeah. when you got here. Do you know what put me to sleep? I turned on 1883 and went. <clears throat> out. That's ignorance. Like that's, that's pure ignorance speaking. Actually, there, that's a lie. I just let Harrison Ford talk. I found an interview with him in eight seconds. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. And coming up after the break, we'll get just a bit outside. And there's a brand new face in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the sportsocracy. And it is a sad fact for all Detroit Lions fans that Detroit has never won a Super Bowl. Interestingly enough, though, the city of Detroit has always, well, been represented at the Super Bowl by one Jerry Green. You may not know his name because we don't live in Detroit and you may not know his work with the Detroit Free Press, but for many, or excuse me, the uh, Detroit News, but for many, 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 many years, Jerry Green was their lead sports writer at the Detroit News, and he is the only reporter in history to cover each of the first 56 Super Bowls. Sadly enough, Jerry died Thursday night. He was 94 years old. That, my friends, is what dedication to your craft looks like. I We just have to mention him. Because, he had just missed his first one this year. Yeah. That was the first one that he could not attend. Yeah. All 56, first, first 56 Super Bowls, Jerry Green was in attendance writing for the Detroit News and uh, yeah, he passed away at the age of 94 last night. He is a legendary sports writer and uh, will be missed by all of his loyal readers. Mr. Green was a legend in his profession. My story is about someone that's a legend merely in their own mind. Yo. And his name is Jake Paul. I, I, I don't know which way to take this story of that Jake Paul is emulating what may be my future quarterback or that Aaron Rodgers is closer to Jake Paul than I want to let on. I'm not sure which one bothers me more. Okay. So Jake Paul did an interview with Fox Digital, and he said, I think it's always powerful to take some time and see how everything unfolds, what the next steps are in terms of my boxing career and all that. Does that sound familiar? Does that not sound eerily like Aaron Rodgers? Of, I want to see where things go. And, a little bit. Yeah, it was the next thing that he said that really bothered me. So apparently he's going to take a, a darkness retreat 
Okay. He's learning that from Aaron Rodgers. He then said, uh, he said, it's funny, I was planning on doing the darkness retreat later this year. Aaron and I were actually together when he did the ayahuasca. He's more publicly known for speaking about it, but I was actually there with him when he did it. Okay. Um, I, I desperately want a quarterback for the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I hate Jake Paul with a fire that burns a, of a thousand suns. And now I can never unsee this. I can never unsee that, oh, good Lord, he's Jake Paul. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting 39-year-old Jake Paul. <laughs> and that gives me a lot of agita, like right here. It's, just, it's a it's a pressure that's yeah. just. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, that's a sad reality to think about. But who cares? Do you? Re- I mean, do you really care with the play that he brings to the field? Um. Well, I haven't gotten that far because I read this story and I'm sleep deprived and and I I felt tears in my eyes, and then the only thing I could think was, how does one get a job at a darkness retreat? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just be the caretaker and maybe I'll just stop bringing food. Yeah, there there are no drawbacks to this deal. I I know you're looking for them, but there are no drawbacks for you, for the Aaron Rodgers deal. The Jets have never had a franchise quarterback say for nine games was it nine games of brett Favre? immediately aaron Rodgers is the greatest greatest quarterback in jets history and he's not even signed the papers yet yeah but it bothers me that he's jake paul and i don't like well i mean that's again that's fine but i i mean really if if you can bring it on the field who cares well this last year didn't go his way well no it didn't but the dude won two MVPs the, the years previous. Do you really think that his career yeah, fell off a ledge after I, that one year? I didn't mention this to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I know. I'm just, no, he, you know what? I hear you know this over and game. over again, and it just I'm playing the game. baffles me. We did this once, and it got Aaron to come out and talk on uh, on Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers is on conversation, <laughs> conversation probation. probation. He shall not be mentioned again. All right. All right. That's, I guess that's fair. Uh, we have one of these. This place, anything goes. It's Thunderdome. Sloan Jordan has officially become a member of the House of Reprehensibles. It's about time. What was uh, what was taking you so long, bro? Well, it, it we probably, are happy to have you. It probably took him that long to find the button because, uh, frankly, I went down a rabbit hole and I made the button. <laughs> hey, YouTube, maybe make that a little easier to find. Sloan says it's, it's an iPhone thing. Again, the iPhone users, for some reason, can't find the subscribe button the or the, link, the join button. The link is in the description of the video yes i put it in there just for that but then i tried on an iphone to find it and it it is literally impossible uh jason trump posting that so uh he is our uh official it guy of the uh of the sportsocracy yeah speaking of which jason uh, you and i need to chat because there's there's things that aren't you know just okay things aren't working every day that passes that jason trump hasn't been here my computer works just a little less than it did the day before that gives me that agita I was talking about. <laughs> a lot of that. I'm either having a heart attack or I got indigestion. I don't know which one it is. Right. Uh, we got moves going on in the NFL, and <laughs> the Carolina Panthers have a new wide receiver. It's DJ Shark. DJ <laughs> Shark. Do, 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 yeah, DJ. But, yeah, but now we have to. Is it DJ Shark? Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes. Ian. That's fine. All right, I'm going to say something, and this is going to sound like I'm waffling. 
But the more I've thought about this, I still don't love the fact that you traded DJ Moore. Mm -hmm. But I don't hate that. Depending on what you do in the draft, I don't hate this receiving core as much as I did. Because now, I, I and I'm, I'm going to give a fait accompli here. I did that thing where I looked at the money and I worried too much about the money. Mm-hmm. I still hate the Adam Thielen deal with every fiber of my soul. And that's understandable. You gave too much money to a decrepit third receiver. But then I started thinking about, okay, so now you have Terrace Marshall on the outside. You have DJ Chark on the outside, if mm-hmm. he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And that puts Adam Thielen in the slot. Yes. Now, the problem with that for me is that you still don't have a guy that I can trust. I still wish you had gone DeAndre Hopkins, especially for what I'm hearing he's going to. It's a four or a five. That's oh. what's going to get DeAndre Hopkins. Interesting. Which is insane to me. But you got to pay him, right? Uh, do you have to pay him with like the blood of the innocent? Or, uh, I mean, is it? Ju- it's still like just money, right? Yeah. Seems like a hell of a deal. I don't have to like let him hit me in the face with something, right? Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure. But it, uh, in, I, I looked down the, the, the litany of receivers that are still available, and DJ Turk was the best one by a mile. Absolutely. And so now I'm looking at this offense going, I've got a legit deep threat. I've got whatever Terrace Marshall is. I mean, you know how I feel about him. I've mm-hmm. never been I've never been a fan. Right. But I do love DJ Turk when he's healthy. And then I saw what he did in Detroit. It was very indicative of what he's been over the course of his career. But at the end of the day, that does give me the over-the-top, I have to at least give him his flowers, guy that opens up Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. It makes me like Hayden Hurst a little more. And now I'm just I'm, I'm looking at running back going, man, I hope Miles Sanders is what I think he is. I hope he pays off what we thought he would be, and it was just Nick Sirianni. Is, is, he hates running backs. Like his high school girlfriend cheated on him with a running back on the football team, and he yep. just hates them. Yep. And now he won't give any of them more than 12 touches. I hope so as well. Been a big Miles Sanders fan and, and a, a Miles Sanders truther, if you will. Uh, now, usually when I attach myself to a guy like this, uh, it does the not work out. Takes right. picture KOD. Right, it does not work out. Do you? Can, do you? Can you recall one of my former uh, that's gone just poorly? Re- just pure running back loves that I was like, this guy's going to break out. Oh, I uh, Jonathan Taylor is the one that I remember, but yeah, that was no, 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 no. Uh, how about the uh, how about Chase Edmonds? Oh yeah, you did. You love remember him. the uh, Chase? You Edmonds did love him. For- how about Tevin Coleman? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I would. God, there's a reason you let me do scouting things. I forgot. Absolutely, about that. I was so crazy about Tevin Coleman. Uh, I think some of those were so stupid that I it, that I pushed them out of my brain. Just I get these guys that I fall in love with, and it doesn't always uh, it doesn't always work out. But I guess that's every scout's experience. Not saying that I'm a scout, not trying to put myself in that scenario. Uh, but I I feel like Miles Sanders is uh, you know he he has never gotten the true, you know, a true number one workload, which I think he will get in Carolina. I just don't see a whole, a major split in the carries with him and Chuba Hubbard. And maybe, you, oh, maybe you draft one just for some depth. So no, now I'll be honest with you. As I'm going down the rabbit hole now, I, I'm looking at Carolina going, obviously that first pick is going to be, um, your quarterback. CJ Stroud. Uh, I think yeah. it's CJ Stroud. Yeah. 
but then I, I go down the, the rabbit hole of what do you do later? And with Carolina, I think you have to draft a receiver of some kind. I think 38 has to be a receiver of some kind. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a tight end, that's to be honest with you, that's more where I fall in is that you should take a receiver there, maybe one of these or a tight end there, maybe one of these raw guys that's not as great of a blocker. Or I'm going to say something and it's going to sound a little bit crazy. What precludes you from trading up a little bit and get Michael Mayer? If he falls to just looking at the the order here, I think Michael Mayer's drop dead spot is 28 mm-hmm. with Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. What does it cost to get you up into the uh, up into the back end of the first round? What would uh, what would keep me from calling the Buffalo Bills and hey, you need a bunch of stuff? I mean, I hate giving up future capital, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 all in. I'm obviously all in. And you tell me I've got Hayden Hurst and Michael Mayer, who's a much better blocker. Now I'm starting to look at it and go, all right, maybe the accumulation of parts is good enough. I still don't love that you don't have a number one receiver. But I feel like you have done enough here to make the offense work for a rookie. And This and, is not like what I saw out of Chicago, where it was Darnell Mooney and four mm-hmm. dudes that ran like me. When we were talking about this a week ago, after the Adam Thielen signing, I said, I, we keep hearing DJ Shark, and I think that makes this team better. You don't like it that he'll be treated as a number one or he will be your de facto number one, but this team is not that yet. They're building for that in the future. They're building to be the you know, you know the next Cincinnati to crawl out of the cesspool that is you know the bottom of the NFL and become a contender not only in their division – but in their conference and across the league as a whole, the division part comes now. We don't have to have all these pieces in place immediately. If it's going to hamstring us for the future, I don't need the, I don't think we need to go all in right now. You do it piece well, by piece. Well, you're all in for the future. Yeah, but, but you do it immediately piece by piece just to get CJ comfortable. And I think they're giving him pieces that, that makes a quarterback's um, – transition to the nfl so much easier all right so you're hinting at something that was where i was headed with this i'm still i'm not backing off the i still don't feel like you have a one Mm -hmm. i feel like every player in this rotation is playing one spot above their skis but this does at least allow Thielen to play in the slot Mm -hmm. so I, i like that but what i think it does do is it gives you enough pieces to show what C.J. Stroud can do. To show he's the guy that you're trying to sell us on. I'll give you an example. We all felt Joe Burrow was going to be a dog when he came to the league. Yes. So he gets hurt that first year. He gets hit a billion times. But how many t- Sundays before he got hurt did we sit around and go, this kid's going to be real good. This kid's going to be real good. And then they draft Jamar Chase. They, they already had T. Higgins. And they already had Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to go get a guy. But let's say C.J. Stroud comes out, plays 17 games, they either win the division or they come close, but we keep doing that thing where every Sunday we're looking at him going, he's going to be a dog. Mm -hmm. This kid's going to be a dog. Mm -hmm. Then next year when you have the DeAndre Hopkins or whoever is up next year and wants to move, then they look at it and go, that's a guy. That's That's a dog. Yep. 
You've given him enough to show that now. Yep. And I think that's – I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, and I think I was being a little short-sighted on that. Still don't love it. Mm-hmm. I'm still not I'm, – I'm not jumping into the deep end of the pool. I'm just – and now I'm looking at it going, this is a combination of weapons, and, and Brian Haynes in the YouTube comments said, Shai Smith reminds him of Victor Cruz, and he thinks he takes a big jump this year. I've always loved Shai Smith. I think he's the future of the franchise in the slot. There's another thing that bothered me about Thielen is, okay, you're going hat on a hat. I'm, yeah, but if I'm not I, sure Shai Smith's not a better player right now than Adam Thielen. I mean, he might be, physically speaking, but obviously there are intangibles that he doesn't have, and who a, better to learn from there it is. Than, than a guy like Adam Thielen, who is the consummate pro and was a all-pro level player in his heyday. He's still got some gas left in the tank. He is uh he he's got sure hands and and that's exactly I'm you know that that's exactly one of the things that I'm sure Frank like Frank Reich looked at with this team when he came in and went good god look how many drops they had last year. Mm-hmm. Look at DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and and Chuba Hubbard and just the litany of drops that they had now it was I think it was they were worse the year before but they were still pretty bad last year. Oh without a doubt. So we went Oh, so this guy we're paying a whole bunch of money who re- really don't trust him to catch the ball. Granted, his quarterback play hasn't been good. It's not all DJ's fault, but let's let's send him away. Let's recoup some some draft capital from that, and let's give the next generation an, a, a fresh start. A fresh start that includes some savvy veterans in there to lead the way. I love Frank Reich. I I mean. I get that he didn't he didn't have the greatest of tenures. Uh, people would have expected more in Indianapolis, but oh, I mean, never had a quarterback. But I think the way that they have built this coaching staff one is just going to make two the team so much better and so much more prepared to take over this division as we said was going to happen when Tom Brady left Tampa Bay. Look, we're we're affiliates of this Carolina Panther team, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking at it top to bottom going the coaching staff is much better the roster is much better maybe you just need another weapon and if that's how you feel top 13 wide receivers is coming your way after the bangers that's right Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
coffee's for closers only. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the win. Three and three last night to start the Sweet 16, and I got a lot right. Michigan State, Kansas State, and UCLA Gonzaga were both game of the year contenders. It was a good night to have the overs. And then we get to that hole it'll never be close with FAU and hog pig suey thing. Yikes. That is a 50-50 night that feels like I was really right about what I was right about and really wrong when I was wrong. 500 for the week, and we try to end it on a high note in the second night of the Sweet 16. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. San Diego State's a seven-point dog tonight against Alabama, over under 137.5. There are two ways this game can go. For San Diego State to cover and possibly win, this needs to be a good old-fashioned street fight. SDSU is fantastic defensively and is one of the best teams in the country at defending the three, which is something Alabama lives by. If the Tide find a way to continue their hot ways from deep, this will be a blowout because the Aztecs just don't have the firepower. I think San Diego State will be able to dirty this game up and keep it close with Brandon Miller being the difference. Alabama has him, and the Aztecs don't have anybody in his class. Alabama wins, but give me San Diego State plus the seven to keep it close and aggressive on the under. Next, Miami's a seven and a half point dog against Houston. Over-unders 138 and a half. No, that's not a typo. There is only one point difference in the total of this game and the last one, and that is stupid. Whereas the last game is going to be a good old-fashioned rock fight, this one's going to be a track meet and could be the first one to 80 wins. Both of these teams can score and score often, and I can't for the life of me figure out the total. I do think Houston's going to win this game, but I'll take Miami plus 7.5 to keep it close and again aggressive, but this time on the over. Creighton's a 10-point favorite against Princeton. Come on now. I've already told you I'm the biggest Blue Jay fan in the country for the next two weeks, and if I'm right, I'll be taking a temporary leave of absence as I sit on a beach somewhere spending my winnings. This game will never be close. Princeton's very disciplined, and I'm slightly scared of a backdoor cover late, but these birds are real, and I'll give the 10. Finally, Texas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight against Xavier. This is the game I'm most legitimately scared of and the one I think will be the best of the night. I love Texas. Not like love but Rodney Terry has been coaching over his skis we've seen him as a head coach and in large part it hasn't been good but he really has this Longhorn team playing hard Texas has done a great job of forcing turnovers and bad shots and that's something Xavier's been vulnerable against all year long if I'm right the first eight minutes will really show it and Texas will be able to pull away late if I'm wrong it'll come down to the final shot give me the horns I'll give the four and a half for more, follow us on all of the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the wings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingles Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy second hour of a Friday edition here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click that live video link so you can join us in the chat. Apparently, we've learned in the first hour of this show that it really helps if we tell people that 
There's no laws in this place. Anything goes. It's Thunderdome. Joining the House of Reprehensibles is how you get into our uh, Discord and you get the little beer mug next to your name and all the wonderful things. Bob Brown and Crazy Blade did that in the last hour. Just wanted to tidy that up and welcome them to the dysfunction itself. Yes, uh, and uh, the dis- the dysfunction never ceases, but it always cranks up a little notch during the draftmas season. Oh, draftmas tree, old oh, draftmas tree. Uh, it is uh, not too long now. The NFL draft is right around the corner, but we got plenty of mock drafts. We got plenty of top 13s, and we've got plenty of team-by-team mock drafts to, to, to come out on the channel between now and then today's version this is is my time i am the captain now yes uh today's version of uh the top 13 it's uh it's time to talk about wide receivers jeremy green at espn draft nerd on twitter he pours his heart and soul into all the player profiles and all of the scouting and he comes up with the definitive lists here his top 13s because he is the most superstitious man on the planet it all starts at number one with Quentin Johnston, TCU. Yep. If this is not your one, I'm going to need you to explain to me why. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is uh, the Stop. next. I mean, he's the next Stop. name. I mean, we'll get to him soon enough. Don't worry. But if if, if that's who you're telling me you have ahead a of quentin johnston i'm going to tell you you need to have your head examined all right what what separates quentin from jsn um other than the fact he's better uh, and uh, i have to be more intricate than that right yeah, yes that's a banger of an analysis well i mean quentin johnston has every height weight speed measurable you could possibly ever want um you know six two, two hundred 200 pounds he can absolutely fly. Uh, and I look at Njigba, there are things about his personality that I don't love. Uh, I think we, we talked about that at nauseum around the college football playoff. And, and I just look at Quentin Johnston and go, all right, what are the knocks on him? All right, what can you really bang on him about? Well, he didn't run a huge route tree. Okay, I can teach you a route tree. I mean, there are a lot of guys that come into the NFL that do not run a, a gigantic route tree. Not the the dominating blocker. Okay, look down this. Do you realize how many 5'9 receivers we have in this class? How many guys that I think play predominantly in the slot? There are three that I look at and think they can play day one on the outside. I see a lot of Julio Jones and Quentin Johnston. I heard the comp. You know how I feel about player comps. And now I can't get away from it. And I think it's, I'm not going to say it's the best one I've ever heard, but I think it's one of the most fitting. And I've just, I've kind of gotten to a point where I think it's funny. I think people try to be spicy and, well, you're Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a positive to him, and we'll talk about him soon enough. But Quentin Johnson's the most talented receiver in this class. All right, at number two, Jordan Addison, USC. Okay, the Bolitnikoff winner. Well, I mean, he's he's just a tiny little feller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a buck seventy, and that's probably soaking wet, holding a, a a bag of hammers. But he's always open. I don't know that I've ever seen a player, and I know he played played in the Pac twelve and he played in the ACC. He's always open. 
I don't know that I saw more than a handful of snaps where I legitimately thought he was covered. Now, did he run as fast as I wanted him to? No. I mean, the, the what, four for nine? Watch the tape. I mean, he plays faster than that. And there's some guys that they're just not, they're not track guys. So you put them on that fast track and it's not as good as what you see on the field. He's been the best receiver in college football for two solid years. I mean, it, it certainly helped when he got Caleb, that he's had Caleb Williams and Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. But the biggest knock on him to me is that he plays in the slot. I don't really have a lot of, when it comes to, does he run a, a, a prodigious route three? Yeah. From Pittsburgh, I saw him do a lot of things. Now, in that Lincoln-Riley system, I don't get as much of a feel for that, but I've already seen you do it. So I don't, is he going to be pressed a lot in the NFL? Probably. I, mean, I, I can't tell you that he's not going to because he was 170 pounds. So that could be a little bit of a problem. He's the best route runner in this class. Mm-hmm. That's not close. I mean, that's that's why he's always open. Yeah, he's a it's phenomenal a, because, route runner, right? I mean, it's because of all of the uh, you know all of the all of the movement that he can throw off defenders before the ball gets there as right. to why he is open. He's very slippery. Uh, I mean, I there was a time where I thought he was just destined to be a charger. I've heard Jacksonville is in love with him. I don't hate any of those fits. Mm-hmm. If you put him on a team where there are other legitimate weapons. Jacksonville's out to hurt people's feelings. Uh, Jacksonville wants to just beat your brains out. <laughs> They're like, we don't even care if we stop you. Just and Frankly, you score so we can score again. Jacksonville's going to be so Well, I mean, if they land Calais Campbell, like I'm hearing. Uh, well, he just visited Atlanta, so I, I, I would say – be wary of, uh, I think Calais is maybe getting some free steak dinners. Hadn't done this a lot in my life. Now, would I, would I be shocked if he's out of Jacksonville? No, no it's restarted. That's right. You go, but you go back home for the final push here and Hey, now there's a team around you. That'd be great. All right. So your number two is Jordan Addison. It is number three in the you, top 13. You would think surely this is where I have Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right? Uh, yes, that's. Would be the, the 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 common way of thinking. Sure, that's why I say Zay Flowers, <laughs> wide receiver out of Boston College. He is, to me, he's Jordan Addison light. I mean, this kid reminds me of Hollywood Brown, who, ironically enough, I didn't like Hollywood Brown, and I love Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Figure that out. Yeah, I'm maddeningly inconsistent sometimes. Uh, quarterbacks, maybe was it, was it because you loved their quarterback? I love Phil Jakovic, but he hasn't been good. Oh, I, I, I he hasn't been good. Yeah, he's you a great. Were, this kid's an unbelievably good deep ball threat. Is one of the best trackers of the football I think I've ever seen. I mean, for him, it comes back to the he's 182 pounds. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you a fun story about Zay Flowers that not a lot of people know? What's that? He played over 80 percent of his snaps on the outside. And it's not like he played in the Pac-12. I mean, the ACC's not the SEC. But, I mean, he showed an ability to play on the outside. I've seen him do everything. He has tremendous hands Mm -hmm. for a kid this little. I mean, did he have some drops? Yes, but when you watch the tape, there are times that I could argue the drops are because he's little. I knew the ball was going to him. He was the number one option on every play he ran at Boston College because they didn't have anybody else. 
And so, yeah, there are some times that he had a, a, a drop, maybe a concentration drop. The team was also awful. So, I mean, yeah, he's little, but I've said this a hundred times. The NFL is getting smaller. It's getting faster. It's getting shiftier. And Zay Flowers, to me, is a no-doubt first-round pick. I, I think it's funny it took the industry this long to get to it because it, how long have I been screaming about Zay Flowers? Three uh, years? Three years, yeah. Three years. Ever since I, th- I think you once said that Phil Dracovic was going to be a top-five pick in the NFL draft. And that hasn't worked now, that way. Okay, just you miss you you, you miss some. You, you, you of course right. everybody misses. I'm not knocking you. All I'm saying is you were very in love with Phil Dracovic, and because of that, and because he is, you know, it, not to take anything away from Zay Flowers, but that was a phenomenal tandem for Boston College for three years, and uh, now he gets his chance to go into the pros and he's going to be very highly drafted in the first round of the 2023 nfl draft number four on your list this one it has to be him right i mean you would think wouldn't you it's jackson smith and jake okay thank you now do i love him no i don't uh i, I saw no smiles in the comments said you hate in jigba um i didn't love him in the first place I always felt like he benefited. Marvin Harrison's the better of those two receivers, and that's not even debatable. Yes. And I just I feel like, okay, so take the journey with me. The worst I've ever seen Ohio State's offense over the last three years was when Jigbo was the one. It's the worst I've ever seen them play. Alave was a dog. Garrett Wilson was a dog. Marvin Harrison is a dog. The handful of games that I ever looked at Ohio State and went, man, this offense looks clunky. Either Marvin Harrison wasn't out there, or it was after Garrett Wilson and Chris Lave were gone. Mm-hmm. What does he do really well? What's his clear no doubt trait in the NFL that may, th- this is what nobody can ever answer for me? And then they get mad and say you're into Ohio State. Am I though? I don't think that I am because I liked Garrett Wilson and I liked Chris Lave. I mean, does he have elite separa- separating no. skills? No, he's a thin-framed receiver that runs about a 4-5. Is he, is, and and is he his just, is that shows on tape. Jordan Addison looks faster than that on a football field. Is he a and great doesn't. route runner? He's a good route runner. He's a strong guy. I just He played predominantly in the slot, which at his size, it bothers me that you didn't play on the outside. And so I think you're going to get to this league. I mean, look, there's a reason that no team in the top 20 is jumping up and down to draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's That's not an accident. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the why were you healthy enough to play in the college football playoff semifinal and you didn't. Sorry, that matters. It does. It just does. It absolutely does. Because it's you're d- going to have to sell that to a locker room full of guys that whether you like this or not, Football players consider football to be war, and I need 52 guys that are going to go to war with me. Mm-hmm. I can't sell that. I'll go ahead and tell you, if this kid walked in my locker room, we're going to have a come-to-Jesus meeting about three seconds after Absolutely. he walks in Absolutely. You ever put yourself above the team on this team? We're going to go that, round and round, you and me. That that may be uh, – that that cute little nonsense may have worked in Columbus. It right. ain't going to work here. Right. I need to know that you're – I need to know that you're committed I need to know that you're a part of this team and you, that you're going to be all invested. I get that college is a little bit of a different story than being in, in in the pros. I understand that. But it speaks to a man's character. It speaks to a man's you know will to win 
that he would just tap out and go, no, I got other things on my mind. I just, and then you get the hamstring injury. So you missed an entire, what do you have? Five catches last year, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. I don't have the stats pulled in front of me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot, there are a lot of red flags with this kid. Is there good tape? Absolutely. Yeah. He had five catches for 43 yards. Uh, it's what I thought it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what you want from me. I really don't. He's never been the best receiver on his college team. You think I'm going to put him uh, at, what, one? I don't see it. Yeah. Have I been wrong before? Absolutely. I've had a really good track record with Ohio State. Just to be – I mean, you've been doing – name me the last Ohio State player I wildly missed on. Can't think of one. There you go. Because to me, their offense is really easy to project NFL players. Now, I had – I had some bones of contention that I thought Chris Olave was only a deep ball guy, and I didn't know exactly where Garrett Wilson was going to play in the NFL. I have that same fear with Chris Olave or with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm not sure that you're not a slot exclusive player in the NFL, and it, it, it bothers me because you're not a burner, and my, I don't see you as a burner on film. My my question is, I, I mean. I don't feel like there are a lot of those guys left, though. I don't feel like there are, there are a lot of, here's X receiver, Y receiver, Z receiver. Like, everybody plays every little, you know, there's a share of your snaps that are played at every level. I don't feel like we have those as many of those specialists as some would lead you to believe. Does that make sense? Look, it's a prodigious offense that has churned out NFL talent. I'm not telling you the kid's not an NFL player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, and as we go down the list, there's going to be a slew of guys that I can tell you they have one trait that makes them a no doubt NFL receiver. Mm -hmm. And Jigba's good at everything. He's not great at anything. And there are other guys that are. I feel like the three guys in front of him, they are great at something. I know Zay Flowers will be a deep ball receiver immediately. Jordan Addison will come into this league and be a faster version of Keenan Allen. Uh, Quentin Johnston, his, it, does his floor scare me? Absolutely. His ceiling is through the roof. And so I, I don't feel like four is is a spicy, spicy on, on JSN. I just don't. If this is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We're in the midst of the top 13 wide receivers for the 2023 NFL Draft, as chosen by Flostradamus Jeremy Green. We'll continue with the fifth man on the list next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. 
Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The sportsocracy. Hey, I go to church, just not during televised sporting events. Welcome back into the sportsocracy and uh, top 13 wide receivers for the 2023 NFL draft, as chosen by at ESPN draft nerd Jeremy Green. Uh, in our YouTube chat. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Gage Campbell asked us, crazy to think that C.J. Stroud reminds me of Joe Burrow. And and the reason I wanted to wait uh, uh, on that until right here, I get a lot of flack that I missed on Jamar Chase and I missed on Justin Jefferson Mm -hmm. because I thought the system was making the receivers. It took me a minute to realize, oh, no, these are just dogs. Just complete, no doubt, dogs. And I was right about Terrace Marshall. I didn't like You were. It's not that I didn't like any of them. Tank loves to – he makes it sound like I thought Justin Jefferson should be working at Home Depot. No, I just said I didn't like him as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Jamar Chase was a top-five receiver. I don't love taking receivers in the top five. It wasn't, oh, he's not good. He's just, in my opinion, wasn't that good coming in. And there was, and a, gla- there was another glaring need that we all thought – Cincinnati uh, yes. should do yeah. uh, Penn A. Sewell probably had more to do with Jamar Chase than uh, than Jamar Chase did. But th- the reason that I wanted to say that is, all right, so in Jigba, the, the tape, and I get killed on this guy every time I, uh, I say his name. There's been a lot of Justin Fields. There's been a lot of, of C.J. Stroud at, at Ohio State. Name me outside of the last two. Who are the, the, the great hit receivers? Michael, Michael Thomas, who played in the slot. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of guys that wound up going to the NFL, and they were great slot guys. Wasn't a lot of burners. There was a lot of, uh, oh, God, who was the one that uh, I, I've, I've tried to just completely erase his name from my brain. Oh, the Jets drafted him in the second round. He wound up with the Cowboys. I can't for the life of me think, think of his name now. From Ohio State? Yes. Oh, God, he was awful. I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to because like I think Ohio State receivers you know if you're trying to put the Ohio State receivers in like the same category ish as Ohio State quarterbacks I mean I go back to Devin Smith Devin Smith Smith. that's the one I was trying to think of yeah yeah um and Paris Campbell yeah there's there's been a lot of those guys that go to the league and who was the you, other one that went to the uh, Colts? He's a slot receiver. This was 10 years ago. Anthony Gonzalez. Uh, he's a congressman now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just 
you, you have some preconceived biases. Everybody always well, you hate Ohio State. No, I don't. Uh, not in any way, actually. Uh, I, I've never liked their quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud's without a doubt the one I've liked the most. Mm-hmm. And weird, he's the most pro-ready coming out. I do. I do hate Ohio State, but I still uh, I still appreciate your players. Uh, you know, just like I hate Duke, uh, but I still appreciate Mike Krzyzewski and Jason Tatum and, and, you know, some of the greats that have played for that team. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a homerism thing. It's not a, you know, Jeremy hates Ohio State. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I watch tape without looking at it. I, I don't really care who you play for in large part. Now, there are certain things that will bother me when I watch it on tape, and then when I start seeing a trend, that gets in my head. All right, so of the top 13, we're through the top four right now. Quentin Johnston was number one out of TCU. Uh, then you got Jordan Addison, the USC slash uh, Pittsburgh receiver at number two. Zay Flowers from Boston College at three. Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State is his four. Jackson Smith and Jigba is expected, I believe, right, amongst most prognosticators to be the first wide receiver off the board. Right? I don't know one person that sees Really? That. No. I don't know one person that has him going. Quentin Johnson will be the first one off the board. Quickly followed by Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm not so sure of that. Really? Okay. He's a player I can see fall satisfied. Satisfied Browns fan is going to make me respond to this. Uh-oh. So this is the list of receivers that were thrown at me of, this is why you're wrong about Ohio State. Terry McLaurin, I'll that's, give you that that's one. That's a good one. Paris Campbell, Noah Brown, and Curtis Samuel. Um, thank you for proving my point. Because two of those are flat out bad. Uh, and the other had one great year as a gimmick player where he was running out of the backfield. It's kind of my point. But thank you for terry mclaurin i'll totally give you yeah uh but thank you for making my point on the other three because none of the three of them even crossed my mind mm-hmm. uh daniel hillman also threw in ted ginn jr <laughs> yeah That's- ted ginn he had one uh oh he's the one trying to prove it i was trying to guess the name yeah, it was oh, Smith. oh oh yeah sorry i forget sometimes people get behind in the stream <laughs> it's another one i'll admit it i'll admit it hey, fair fair enough we thought that you were given examples of these are the banger wide receivers yeah no. that's, that's my bad i'm sorry uh all right number five in the top 13 wide receivers of the 2023 nfl draft class this is a name that's gonna i think gonna shock you that i have him this high if you had to guess who i was about to say who would it be jalen hyatt no A.T. Perry. Wake that is massively high. I am. T- you know what? With A.T. Perry, I'm officially to the point of I'm tired of trying to defend myself here. Sit back and watch. Just sit back and watch it. He annihilated the Shrine Bowl. Every evaluator I talk to says if there's a player that no one talks about that could end up going in the first round, it's A.T. Perry. And wow. we've been on this kid for two solid years. I'm tired of apologizing for it. You can give me these little five nine mighty mouse receivers all you want to. A.T. Perry, 6'3", 200 pounds, and ran faster than Jordan Addison. Yeah, dog. Oh, and by the way, he's the best receiver in this draft at the point of, uh, at the point of the catch. Mm-hmm. And you get the ball anywhere near him, it's he his. will go get it's it. It's mine. He will go get it. Right. Oh, but he only had a 35-inch vert. Well, he's five inches taller than 
damn near every other receiver in his class. <laughs> so unless they were at 40, his point of the catch is going to be higher than yours. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm tired of, I feel like every time I talk about this kid, I have to, it's almost like there's some homerism with me because I'm from North Carolina. I have absolutely nothing to do with Wake Forest. Nothing. Other than the fact we're friends with her basketball coach, uh, who has nothing to do with her football program. Right. So I, I love this kid. I've loved him forever. Uh, and the more I watch tape, the more I love him. I know you love him. I just didn't know you top five loved him. All right. So who, who, who exactly am I supposed to have ahead of him? Just, just honestly, who's, who's the, oops, Ooh, wrong button there. I mean, Jalen Hyatt would be a name that I would. Well, that's ironic you said that because he's number six. Ah, there you go. I mean, look, I like Jalen Hyatt. I, I think he's kind of a one-trick pony in that he's a really good deep threat. I think you're going to have to teach him to run the route tree. He's freakishly physical. And, and I'll be honest with you, he reminds me a lot of Velas Jones. I know that's a lazy comp because they went to the same school. Right. Kind of remind me of each other. It's a gimmicky offense. You don't run an NFL route tree. And look, th- these, are, these are just the negatives. There are plenty of positives. This is why I have him behind A.T. Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? Uh, how much did Velas Jones do last year? It came in the league to a wide receiver, desperate Bears team. Wasn't much. You know why? Because you get to the NFL and you can't run a route. You can't get open. Right. Because everybody's fast. Now, I think he is a more developed prospect. Had some unbelievable games in the SEC because he was really good at spot or uh, Josh Heupel was really good at spotting lead-footed safeties of, hey, this kid's just going to run directly by you. And he did. He found soft spots and zones phenomenally. Now, do I think he's going to come to the league and be Zay Flowers level impactful as a deep threat? No, I don't. He's really thin for his size, mm-hmm. but he's a good deep threat. And and I think to me he's more of a second day. I hate to say project because that makes it sound like he's not ready to play. He can come in as your three right now. I keep hearing people put him with like the Giants. He goes to the Giants. He's the two immediately. And I just feel like that's gonna throw him into a fire that puts his career outlook in a little bit of jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like the kid. I like him a lot. I, I think we got a little uh, a little big for our breeches on him. And you have to see him for what he is. Jalen Hyatt in at number six. We will continue the list of the top 13 wide receivers in the NFL draft for 2023, which, uh, by the way, is 34 days, three hours, and 26 minutes away. Yay! And all the draftmas content still to come your way here in the sportsocracy for the next several weeks. We will be back uh, right after the break. We'll get weird, and then we will continue with the top 13. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Welcome back into the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville, and let's get weird. Let's go to Columbia, South Carolina. We're at the uh, at the old state capitol there. There's There's a changing of the guard coming. A position high up in state government in South Carolina uh, is changing for the first time in 20 years. And it's all because, well, math, mathing is hard. And we get that. But when you are the comptroller general for a state, mathing is very important, right? You're controlling all of the numbers. You have to give the accounting to the legislature about uh, what we're spending, what we're bringing in, all of that. Well, when the year-end financial report was given to South Carolina's legislature, there was there was a pretty large discrepancy in the numbers where um, this guy's name is Richard Ekstrom. The the report that he approved had a massive discrepancy over the actual numbers. He was off by three and a half billion dollars on the accounting of uh, the finances of the state of South Carolina. I feel like that's hard to do. Three and a half billion is a pretty sizable number. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I think the number itself kind of <laughs> speaks to that. Right. I was going to say, I mean, so after 20 years, he is uh, finally stepping down from his position after they were uh, obviously South Carolina's uh, legislature and its legislators were not too pleased with this. They say, look, your a number one job is to give us the correct accounting of the state. Here's the thing. He didn't actually do anything other than screw up the report. Is that no bearing on the actual finances of the state? They didn't lose three and a half billion dollars. They didn't nothing. This was just you screwed up the biggest report of the year. And now you have to leave. But I will say, I guess after 20 years, maybe maybe you're slipping a little bit. We get a little too comfortable in our in our roles and oversights can happen. Three and a half billion is insane. I, I I get sadder by the world about the world we live in by the day. My story is from Shanghai, China. There's a new device that's called the Moi. What does that sound like? The what? The Moi. Moi. M U A. That is the acronym that this company thinks symbolizes the sound of, of blowing a kiss. Oh, okay. All right. I get well, it. 
The, the reason that they named their their new device this is because that's that's what it does. It blows kisses. A Chinese startup inspired by lockdown isolation has invented a long distance kissing machine that transmits users' kiss data collected through motion sensors <laughs> hidden in silicone lips, which simultaneously move when replaying kisses received. Oh my god! Now. That is, without a doubt, the saddest phrase I've ever uttered in my life. But so it's making it, out with a robot. Yep. Okay. Users can even download kissing data submitted via an accompanying accompanying app by other users. Okay, I want you to think what I just said. So this is an app where people will simulate how they kiss and random people across the across the world can download it. The, the there's been one great big knock on this device. Mm -hmm. That's its lack of tongue. I'm not making that up. This isn't an AP story and it's the saddest thing I've ever read in my I life. I mean that is an important part of the kiss, right? Okay. I you know, maybe 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 I'm a little tired and I'm just choosing violence here. Yeah. What level of of sad in your life do you have to be where you go, I have a hot date with my girlfriend over in a different <laughs> country. Where is she? Right here. Just a little bit. Well, this is one step away from having a mannequin girlfriend. I mean, tell me, where am I? Where You're was the wrong. lie in what I just said? You're not wrong. Uh, and then and I'm telling you, you just mark my words. There's going to be somebody from OnlyFans that is going to find a way to monetize this, and it's going to be icky. And that is a professional term, icky. It's going to be icky. Just, I read this story and just wanted to uh, bathe. And there's a better than 50% chance that if that happens, Jeremy will watch it just to see. No. Just to, just to, I, to experiment. Look. I am a very cultured man. I am a very modern-day individual. And people like what they like, but uh, out. But but is this like a thing that's readily available to the public? Yes. Uh, it, it, they have the price on it. It's $52, something like that. Uh, 261 uh, It's $51.97. A kissing robot for $52. Yes. Which I can make it kiss like anybody. Let's put their data in. I mean, there. look, I'm not interested. I'm just, I'm just kind Aren't of baffled. You know? This, of all this seems like a very exp expensive thing. I would imagine if you're buying like a, a a robot head that can kiss you, I would think that would be. More, Tank, there, I would cost more than fifty bucks. I would think. Tank, there have been many times in our in our partnership that I have felt the urge to tell you to move on, and this is one of them, because what you're saying is that buying a silicone device. Is, is would be really expensive, and maybe you know where I'm headed with this, but uh, oh, I wouldn't even there, think. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even think. Okay, yeah, yeah, there it is. I got you. Yeah, all right. Let's see. I, I stand I, corrected. There maybe it is. it's not. Maybe yep. it's not. Ten billion dollars a year. That's all I'm gonna say. If, Nobody watches it. Ten million dollars a year. If they can, if they, if, if they can, they can do the kiss. They can do the other stuff too. Sadness for a new generation. That's right. It is the sportsocracy. This is the ESPN Asheville. I stand corrected. Yep. I, I wasn't yep. even thinking yep. about yep. that. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, anyhow, uh, top 13 wide receivers yes. for the NFL Back draft. 
it is, uh, like I said, just uh, 34 days away is the NFL draft. We'll have your coverage of all of the picks live as they happen for all three days of the draft, as we do each and every year. It's a fantastic time. Cannot wait for it. It's our favorite time of year. We've got all of the draft miss content coming your way, team by team. Three-round mock drafts begin to come out later this, or or I guess over the weekend. Uh, Yes, we will be singing draft miss carols and all those things. Number seven on Jeremy's top 13 wide receivers list. Josh Downs, North Carolina. That's another one that I would have expected to see his name before A.T. Perry. Explain to us why he comes in at seven. Part of it's the offense. Part of it is is that he is slot specific. I mean, of the guys that I have told you that about, which one do you think he's better than? You think he's better than Jordan Addison? No. No. You think he's better than Zay Flowers? No. No. Do you think he is better than Jackson Smith and Jigba? No. No. Okay. So, I mean, this is where he falls. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, look, I like him. He's also 170 pounds. And and that's probably soaking wet, holding a bag of hammers. I love the kid. He's got good hands. Uh, he's fearless over the middle. There is a bit of a worry that the system might have propped him up, and it is a, it is kind of a gimmicky little system. Well, a generational quarterback will do that to a wide receiver. Well, I mean, he had two of them too, so he's never had bad quarterback play his entire career. And these are not knocks. It's just we've got so many of these guys that are slot specific that you've got to start really nitpicking them. And and for whatever reason, over the course of the process, he's just been pushed down. I still like him. I think he's a second-round pick. Uh, I have, for whatever reason, penciled him into Minnesota about nine times. And not because I know anything. It's just that's Adam a really good fit. Yeah, Adam Thielen replaced Yeah, I mean, I, I like the kid. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm uh, I'm really railing on him. Uh, he, he kind of reminds me of Tyler Lockett without the ability to play on the outside. So, I mean, that's that's where your value is with him. At number eight. Oh. Tankdale, Houston. Hey, guess what? It's, it's this another little, little, little witty, itty bitty feller. Uh, he's 5'8", a buck 65. That, it, it, for me, that's never going to stop being humorous when I see a, a wide receiver at a buck 65. When I started doing this, we were really had questions about guys that were a buck ninety. Mm-hmm. But Tankdale is really, really got some some wiggle to him. Uh, he's a good deep threat. Just a natural. He's very natural with the ball in his hand. It's a lot of the same issues that you have with some guys before him. It's all about the size. I mean, I think we're coming to a day where you're going to have outside wide receivers that are five eleven. A five eleven, a buck ninety, puts you on the outside. Sure. Uh, because there are so many of these guys, this is more of a. I, I, I've heard the comp to Taven uh, to uh, Tavon Austin, which I don't love because I think he's a much better wide receiver than that. But he's kind of the same spark plug with the ball in his hand. Um, it, it can be a little difficult to get him the ball sometimes because he does not have the most aggressive route tree. There are a lot of bubble screens, a lot of jet sweeps. It's just kind of how things go with with old uh, old Benjamin Franklin himself. Dana Hogerson was a bad bad time in my life. So glad he is anywhere else. All right, at number nine, I I don't love this, but I I feel like I have to do this. It's Kayshawn Booty. 
A, a guy who once was thought to be at the top, top of this pick. wide receiver class. If you take out the year with Brian Kelly, he's the best receiver in this class. Mm-hmm. Now, things went just aggressively off the rails. He had one of the worst workouts I have ever seen. I hit Him at the combine was a legit joke. To me, that's a major warning. Oh, it is. It's, it's, no, doubt a, it's no doubt a red flag. It's just, okay, where is your ceiling? Kayshawn Booty's ceiling is higher than damn near every receiver in this class. So how far am I going to drop you? How many 5'8", a buck 70 receivers am I going to put you behind? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you told me there are three outside receivers that come out of this class, I would bet my house it was Quentin Johnston, it was A.T. Perry, and it was Kayshawn Booty. And so I just got to a point of I can't sink him any lower. I'm going back to the tape. I'm projecting. I don't think he will be taken in this order. But if I'm a team like San Francisco and he's there with my three picks at the end of the third round, I don't know that I can say no. Yeah. I don't know that I can't just that that I don't just have to take the risk that last year was an aberration. He didn't fit with Brian Kelly. That's not who recruited him. I don't think Jaden Daniels is as good a quarterback as as many other have claimed he is mm-hmm. and so i i just take the tape from every year but this one and and hope that i would have no qualms about the tape i uh, i like lsu wide receivers and Kayshawn to me was the next in line to be one no of doubt. you know one of the greats to make the next step to the nfl um I don't know. To to me, he's got a lot of growing up to do. Well, well, that the maturity yes. is the, the that, off the the off the field things, and not and and not just off the field, but like in the locker room relationships with coaches and things like mm-hmm. that. Like there are a lot of concerns about Relation- how this guy would be as a teammate. Relationships with coaches. I see what you did there. Yeah. But um, bump cha. Yeah. If you know, make him laugh. If you don't know, GTS. Yep. Google it. But I've I've always liked Kayshawn. He kind of reminds me of a uh, of like a Jarvis Landry kind kind of guy that could be. You know, once he gets the ball in his hands, the things that he can do to make you miss after the catch are phenomenal and next level. And, and to me, you can't invest more than a third round pick in him. But once you get to the end of the third round, if he keeps falling, hell of a at value. some point, I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to do it and, and say that my system is good enough that I can get the best out of him. And he had a bad relationship with uh, with Brian Kelly. All right. Oh, number 10. This is one of my favorite players in this draft, and I can't help it. And his name is Andre Iasivas out of Princeton. Uh, he's Christian Watson light. He's big. He's fast. He's physical. The problem is that you're going to have to teach him to run a route because he doesn't do that particularly well. Uh, but... He's one of the few bigger receivers in this class. I think he is going to be a matchup nightmare in the NFL. But you're going to have to take the 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 long way around. First year, probably shouldn't play more than 20% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Because he needs a serious year of development, learning to run the route tree. Because I don't want him to be shoehorned into the, I play in the slot and you just manufacture touches for me. You just get me the ball. I want to teach you to be an actual legitimate outside receiver. Check out the film on this kid. Jeremy showed oh, me some, and I went, how, how, how did a guy like that 
end up playing football for Princeton. Well, he's insanely bright. Uh, and he was, he, I think he's from Hawaii. I'm, I'm 99% sure he was from Hawaii and just didn't get high-level D1 offers, which mm-hmm. is a really common problem because it's hard to get out there and scout guys. The level of competition makes his tape that's, look a little bit one. better than it is. That's the way. That, that's where I was going to go next. Was I just don't know playing in the Ivy League, how that's going to set you up for an NFL jump? Does he have talent? It's clear. It's clear he has talent on 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 the screen. Oh no doubt. It's he just, jumps off he the make, film. Yeah, can he make the the step up? massive step up in competition from the Ivy League to the NFL. Yeah, you just have to remember that he was doing a lot of his work on guys that are going to be working for NASA instead of playing in the NFL. This is the Sportocracy. It is ESPN Asheville. We are in the Ingles studio, and we will give you the last three of the top 13 wide receivers for the 2023 NFL draft class as chosen by at ESPN draft nerd Jeremy Green. Next. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The top 13 wide receivers in the 2023 NFL Draft. We got three to go, Flo Stradamus. Who's at number 11? Jaden Reed, Michigan State. You said Jarvis Landry earlier, and Mm -hmm. that's my comp on Jaden Reed. Okay. He's not crazy fast. He's just so shifty, and he's such a good route runner. He crushed it at the Senior Bowl. Nobody could defend him. And the more I watched it, the more he just screamed Jarvis Landry to me. And I think he will go somewhere later in day two, just solely because every team uh, that I've talked to loves this kid. One of the only bright spots the Michigan State Spartans had on offense. Uh, (laughs) Correct. Number 12. Michael Wilson, Stanford. Uh, Speaking of one of the only bright spots, the thing that bothers me about Michael Wilson, the size is good, all of those things, the production wasn't there. Now, is that because Stanford just had a lack of talent? Well, that's weird because they have two receivers that are going to get drafted in this class, and their quarterback will too. I, I just – I feel like he should have been better than he was, and then he went to the senior bowl and killed it, mm-hmm. which got me to go back and watch the tape. As a route runner, as a as a productive player, he has all the things. I just didn't see it on, on tape. Not a burner uh, and a little raw, but I think he certainly has a spot at the end of the day too. And finally, number 13. A lot of people like this guy better than I do. Rishi Rice, SMU. 
I just feel like he played in a gimmicky system. He is another one of those. He came in much bigger than I thought he was. He was six foot, two oh five, uh, and he does not play that way. He's another one of those that you just get the ball in his hands. Good things tend to happen. I, I'm just not sure how good of a what his route tree looks like right now. That's such a weird offense. Um, so if you're willing to be patient with him, give him a, a year or two to develop. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But a lot of people think he's going to go really high in round two. And that makes me like even less. The Sports Center update comes up in just a few moments, and then it'll be the top of the third hour. Daily draft time. We'll do it again. NFL wide receiver prospects for the last six classes. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The third hour of the program, final hour of the week. Here in the sportsocracy inside the Ingalls studio. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat every day. You can also get the live alerts whenever we come on. And also your feed will be populated with all of the three-round team-by-team mock drafts that will start going out this weekend. Daily draft today. It's all about the wide receivers. We did quarterbacks on Wednesday, running backs yesterday. Today, it's the wide receivers. So how this little game has been going over the last uh, couple of days is we take the last six classes, this one all the way back to 2018, and we draft by position where we would have drafted these guys. Just giving you more of a look on where this year's class would fall in amongst the uh, most recent additions to the nfl i i do love that you said the year after last year i totally forgot what year it was and now i'm sleep deprived so thank you for that yes i, I mean I, I i did go back and listen to the tape yesterday i said it at least five times before you try, tried to draft guys from 2016 but um it's neither here nor there it's been a long week what uh, are you a cop <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into it here. i got the top pick in today's draft and the number one overall wide receiver prospect of the last six years. This this was the hardest one we've done so far. I I feel like there's a name that if you don't say, I should get the right to tell you you're lying. Because there is one receiver that you have liked exponentially better than anybody I talked to. <laughs> and you were right. I was. And that's who your first pick should be. Uh, that's just yes. me. I have numeric values for mine. So none of these are hard for me. I'm glad you said it because I was going to do it anyway. It's it's Justin Jefferson. And that's I was head over heels for Justin. I Hefferson. think Tank would have taken Justin Jefferson in the top five, and I yeah. I really believe that. Yeah, he called me an idiot on Justin Jefferson no less than twenty times. <laughs> I did because he just I don't know where he fits in, and I don't know what he's going to do at the next level. You know what he's going to do at the next level? He's going to go in and he's going to be great, and he's been nothing short of great for the first uh, few years of his NFL career. I was super high on him, and Jeremy was not, and that's why every time his name comes up in conversation, I have to 
I have to try to think of what denigrating job did Jeremy think Justin Jefferson should have other than NFL wide receiver. And uh, Poop Scooper at the circus comes in mind right now. Well, uh, of the receivers I have ranked over the last six years, five, and this class is the sixth, he was my five. So it's not that I I just had some reservations about how good that receiving room was, how good the quarterback was. I can't blame you. Uh, and you got that one right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, by the way, I'm going to ring the bell for Stephen Tao, who says, uh, Tank, take your victories where you can. Uh, and I, I don't know where my bell is, but if I could find it, I would double ring it. <laughs> they because... don't come. They don't. They don't come very often, so I have to take my victory laps when I can. Uh, the the list of your losses is much deeper than the list of your victories. No doubt about it. Uh, like I said, I have numeric values because I've been doing this for many years, and that's how I grade. So I feel like you should know who mine is as easily as I know who yours was because this was a draft you and I did together. There's a player that I was as hammered on as you are on Justin Jefferson, and I was super right. A.J. Brown. Bingo. He's my two. Okay. He's actually the highest rated receiver I've had in the last six years. I never figured out how people weren't getting it. Uh, I, the, 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 I was high on DK, too, but I let the knee injury bother me because he had a bone-on-bone thing in his knee and teams were worried about it. Uh, so my... My number one, my second pick overall, my number one of the last six years is A.J. Brown. I like it. Uh, And now I I want this on tape of I I have the numbers in front of me, so this is as close as I can come to receipts. It's Jamar Chase. Okay. I said I didn't like him in the top five. I didn't say I didn't like him. I don't like receivers in the top five largely anyway. And if you recall when we did that draft, it was the top five has brought us way more Charles Rogers than it has Calvin Johnson. Yes. And so that was my, that was my knock on him. It was when he's going too high. Not that he should have been the, I mean, look at the class he was in. He, he was, it was him and another name that I don't want to say, cause I'm afraid you'll take him away from me. Cause he's actually <laughs> the next one on my list. <laughs> that was the other part is that I had the same grade on another one. And anytime I have, in large part, when I have close grades mm-hmm. on receivers, I push them down. Again, this is not a uh, this is not a hindsight as twenty twenty scenario. No. I did not say that at the front. Uh, figure like uh, I, fi- I think we have to say this is not looking back on w- where they would be drafted if you knew how good they were going to be. This is where their stock was coming into the draft, whatever year that was. So Jamar Chase. Is Jeremy's pick? Yes, we went. We went full on. Just Cincinnati Bengals would be stupid not to take Penny Sewell. That's the other part that nobody yeah. ever gives me credit for. Of I railed on the Bengals because they didn't have a left tackle. You had a generational one in this in this class, and they bypassed it. And part of the reason that you've been so down on Jonah Williams too. Uh, uh, that didn't help. That didn't <laughs> no. really didn't help his case. No, it did not. So Jamar Chase is uh, Jeremy's number two wide receiver of the last six classes i get back to backs here so ooh. Uh, i have a feeling you're gonna take my next one and then you're gonna when when people say well you've been bad at receiver <laughs> okay let's uh let's see what my next two picks are because i have yep. a funny feeling they went to the same school i don't know that I, I don't know that i'll get it but i'll give it a try here um 
My next one is Calvin Ridley. It's a good choice. Calvin Ridley, to me, he I thought he was going to be the next great wide receiver in the NFL. I thought he was the number one wide receiver in that 2018 class, and it wasn't really close to me. I was not. I had him number one in that class. I didn't, you know, I I, I didn't really know DJ Moore until the process. Like I, I, I never did, watched. I didn't like him. I never watched Maryland football or anything like that. But I, I'll never know. forget Nate Brown looking at me and telling me I was out of my mind because I didn't like DJ Moore. Yeah, do watch quite a bit of SEC football, and Calvin Ridley was the second coming of randy moss to me i mean he was just yeah, he see, was I never saw he him. was on that level for me i didn't see him that high he was my number one receiver in that class yeah so calvin ridley is my two and the my three is very close between don't do it between three guys don't do it and i'm gonna go with the wide receiver out of oklahoma yay cd lamb that was not one of mine and I am so glad to see CD becoming the, no doubt, number one top five-ish kind of wide receiver in the NFL that I thought he would be coming out. I just love the kid's athleticism. And I went on and on and on that year about his field awareness was second to none in college. And we're finally seeing with the Dallas Cowboys, him stepping into the number one role I think uh, you know. I think having Brandon Cooks on the other side from him is going to open the uh, open the uh, the the eyes of the world who doubt him. Uh well, that's that's a, that's unfortunate because I thought I knew exactly how my draft was going to go, and now I'm not going to get one of the guys that I really want. Uh, I feel like if if you're being honest, you know what I'm getting ready to say because it's two receivers from the same school. I named a list after one of them. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Pittman and Amon St. Brown. But you. Check the tape. Yeah, I did. He did. I had a monitor St. Brown in the top 10. I had Michael Pittman in the top 20 of a much better draft class. And I'm, I'm not a lie. I had a third guy that had the same rating, but I, 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 for posterity's sake, I will allow you to take him. So this is, so this is what your numbers tell you. Yes. Really? I told you during that draft class, I would take a Monroe St. Brown in the top 10. I said it no less than 50 times. And I have been proven to be 100% right. And I, and I agreed with you. He was a guy that I really liked as well. There's another USC receiver on my list, just so we're clear. Really? That has been... Okay. I could have... If I had taken a job in the NFL four years ago, I could have the greatest receiving core in the NFL... Never having taken one in the first round, all from USC. Mm-hmm. That was that is one of my greater claims to draft nerd fame. Right, Jeremy's really, really good at, uh, at USC wide receivers. Yeah, there was one more that had the same grade, but I knew you couldn't take either of the two with a clear conscience that I just said. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let you have him. Uh, the last two for my team, the last six classes of wide receivers, Jerry Judy. Again, hindsight's not twenty twenty. We can't project, you know, we're not going off of what he's done in the NFL. Coming into the NFL, what was the one thing that we just went on and on and on about Jerry Judy? He was the best. Route runner. Route runner. Best route runner I've ever ever graded. Best route runner I've ever graded. 
and I still have high hopes for the kid. He was so slight that that bothered me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that class was just, for me, that class was really deep. Because I liked LaVisca Chenault better than most people do. <laughs> right. I also love Chase Claypool. Right. And then it's Jalen Waddle. That's the one I was waiting for you to take. Yeah. I had the same grade on him that I had on Amonra that I had on Michael Pittman. So I figured I would give him to you so that I could have my USC guys. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, you know, the injury at the end of his uh, tenure there with, uh, with Alabama and then coming back for the championship, and all, that was the thing that got me. That was the thing that sold me of, like, I see the kids' physical abilities, but it's the reverse of the Jackson Smith and Jigba thing. The absolute reverse. All right, so I, I I might as well just finish off the trifecta of USC receivers. He was my number one receiver in the last class. Uh, and this finishes the trifecta of none of the receivers in this class would be in my top ten. Yeah. I love Quentin Johnston, but he's not hes not a can't-miss. He has a really high ceiling. But he has a dangerously, terrifyingly low floor. It's Drake London. Okay. He was my number one receiver he last was. year. Yes, I had him over Garrett Wilson. That kind of proves to you the um, this is not a hindsight is twenty twenty thing because I now it would be Garrett Wilson pretty comfortably and I would have, mm-hmm. I would have actually taken him a couple spots ago because we know now what we know but I didn't have as high a grade on him as I had on Drake London yep UDFA uh you, you know what go ahead it's got to be Henry Ruggs he was the fastest man alive and. There was no doubting. We all thought he was going to be amazing, and he was for a little bit. And then, of course, tragedy struck. Yeah, his uh, his scouting report. He was at, when when I prepared for this. I actually read my scouting report on him. It was eerily accurate. Of, I'll put it this way: the top line was in red sharpie, immature. Yeah, and that unfortunately mm-hmm. served to be mm-hmm. prophetic yep i have two that are the, i have two that have the same grade I, i'll just and tell take you them both take them both and i'll mention another debo samuel there you go and wandale robinson oh you were very high on wandale had wandale in the first round had mm-hmm. him in the top 20 actually mm-hmm. and uh, now i'll be honest with you i had wandale ahead of chris Olave. I had him ahead of Jan Dotson. I had him ahead of Traylon Burks. He was slightly behind Garrett Wilson and pretty significantly behind Drake London. Okay. But he was a top 20 prospect in the draft class for me last year. Mm-hmm. And Debo, I was hammered on. I watched more South Carolina tape that year because they had a player on both sides of the ball that I was absolutely drunk in love on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, last, my, my last UDFA here is DK Metcalf. And I can give I, you that one. I started high on him, and then the med the, the med report came back. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I soured on him. I was still going, he's so good that he shouldn't fall this far. And I, I think his fall made me think the medical was worse than it was. I didn't I didn't have as many well-placed people around the league at that time. So yeah, and, Jeremy, and you definitely were oh, on yeah. DK. Jeremy and Jeremy and I argued a lot that year about who was who was better, who was going to be the better of the two 
Ole Miss players in the NFL, would it be A.J. Brown? Would it be D.K. Metcalf? And then when D.K. came out and just put on the freak performance at the Combine, I went, you know, I try not to get swayed by things like this, but that did it for me. And he should have been drafted way higher than, oh, no than he, he was. There were a lot of teams that took him off the board because of medical. Right. And and at that time, I didn't have what I have now. So when I had three teams say, not on our board, okay, this is bad. This is bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. I feel like this was a good, 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 good draft. Uh, as we <laughs> took the wide receivers for the last six years, we will continue to do this position by position. This is a fun little exercise because people ask us to do redrafts and things like that. And this just kind of gives you an idea where our brains were going into these. Yep. You are in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville. More to close out the Friday next. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? Rolling along on a Friday here to close out what's been a very busy week here in the Sportsocracy as, uh, well, it was a long day for Jeremy. Uh, if you're just tuning in or missed the open of the show, I walked into the studio today and there was a homeless guy sleeping in the floor. What are you, Jeremy. Cop? Name's on the door. I'll sleep where I want to. <laughs> I actually I, thought about going to my truck, and I don't know why I didn't. I don't either. That would have been way much. Now, you know, that's what happens when your brain's not working. Uh, my 2023 Pro 4X Nissan Titan for Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville would have been much more comfortable than the floor. And I just realized that, and now that makes me sad. Oh. Uh, it is uh, It is a Friday. We got the NCAA tournament resuming, or I guess it resumed yesterday with the first four of the Sweet 16 games. We've got four more coming up tonight. If you missed Jeremy's picks of the night, you can go back and check that out on the podcast or just, uh, you know, use that little slider right there on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so you can go back in and get the best bets for the night in the Sweet 16. But uh, we are a football show, and we haven't really had the chance in the last couple of days to dive more into the lamar jackson saga that continues here and it is a saga 
Yeah, absolutely, because now you got the league getting involved. Uh, we told you this just before the show ended yesterday with the NFL sending out a memo to all of the uh, teams in the NFL saying, look, uh, Lamar Jackson has this guy, what's his name, Kevin Francis? Is it Ken Francis? Ken Francis is what I thought it was. But. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this guy is uh, the one that's been calling other teams trying to get them interested in giving Lamar Jackson the deal that he's looking for. The problem is he's not certified by the league. And so they said, hey, you do realize we went through this with the Roquan Smith thing, but let's reiterate uh, any offer sheet that comes because of a connection between this guy who's not uh, certified by the NFLPA and the league um, with we can just say no and we will do that. And then today there was the breaking news that the Baltimore Ravens have officially gotten Lamar, the weapon that he has been oh, yeah. <laughs> patiently awaiting. He's going to be lying. He just can't wait to throw pa- passes to Nelson Aguilar. And I have, I, I, I have, but just one question. Does Nelson Aguilar have like dirty pictures of somebody in the NFL? How in the world does he keep getting signed? I mean, am I missing? I mean, something? of all the wide receivers that are on rosters in the NFL, he's not the worst. He's had moments. It's just they haven't been great. I mean, like he popped for several games when he was in Philly and several games when he was with the Raiders. And he's just, he's not great. He's not great. He hasn't been great since the start. He's got potential. D- does he, though? I mean, he's I mean, 30 not, years old. Not so long-term I mean, potential, but uh, potential to be a useful piece. I just can't for the life of me figure out why Baltimore has an aversion to investing anything in wide receivers. I do not know the answer. I mean, I've that. heard they're in on DeAndre Hopkins, but it sounds like he's not in on them. Because they don't pass enough. And, and And I get that. But if I trade for you, it doesn't really matter how often I pass. I just don't get it. This is the smartest – well, I can't say the smartest. This is one of the smartest franchises in the league. And I don't know where you're going. You're the next to last team in the NFL to sign a free agent that wasn't on your own roster. Well, the last one left, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ironic that they killed last offseason, and then this year they went, nope, no, sir, I don't like it. And now it's just – it feels like every year – they the, the Baltimore Ravens, whether it was Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson, now Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, you keep getting these retread wide receivers. Virtually none of them can block. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to be this giant middle finger at Lamar Jackson. I mean, it, it, we talked about this for years with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. They'll never spend a first-round pick on a receiver. Then Baltimore does – and they trade him away. Can you figure this team out? Am I the only one just sitting here going, okay, so what's your plan here? Like, if everything goes exactly how you want it to go, what happens next? Do you want a team to sign him to an offer sheet? Because that's probably not going to happen. I, there's a reason they gave him this tender. Mm-hmm. So, but you knew that going in. And I almost feel like this was a leverage play. I said that early on in the process of nobody's going to sign him to an offer sheet and Baltimore's going to use this as a, see, your market value is not what you thought it was. Meanwhile, that's 
not a hundred percent accurate because you put all of these addendums onto an offer sheet and then your cap space is tied up and at any time they can just match it. But do you think they even want him back? I think they do. I don't. Really? I don't think they want him back. I, f- I would think if you didn't want him back, you wouldn't have. Well, you're not going to let him walk for nothing. You signed him. Uh, you're not letting him walk for nothing. So, I mean, the franchise tag was always happening. He was never getting out of the building for nothing. And I just feel like you've gotten nowhere in negotiations on a deal. You've made absolutely no inroads at making this team better. I feel like you're getting left in the dust by the teams in your division because the Bengals are better, the Browns are better, the Pittsburgh Steelers are better. Uh, Of the 10 winners of free agency, all three teams in your division are in that. Mm -hmm. And you've done nothing. Well, we finally got in here with Captain Dropsy Pants, Nelson (laughs) Aguilar. I just can't wrap my brain I around can't either. it. I can't either. I guess every franchise has to have their Achilles heel. We, every we, franchise well, I mean, has something that they're not good at, and Baltimore is wide receiver. And and Eric DaCosta said it. Remember, uh, oh, yeah. who was it that got upset? Which one of the receivers was it that got it? Was it Rashad Bateman? Yes. That got upset when Eric DaCosta said, look, we haven't had any success, and basically all of our wide receivers are crap, and we'll work on getting better at that. Well, now's the time. Like you have to figure this out at some point. The the thing I just I, I can't I can't physically wrap my brain around this is what is your plan? But because all right, let's say he signs the tag. I mean, we've compared this to Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott had that two year. Will they? Won't they? I never for one second doubted that Dallas wanted him to be the quarterback of their franchise mm-hmm. it was just at their price i'm doubting that baltimore wants lamar jackson to be their quarterback i don't i think i think it's the same scenario at the price that we're willing to pay the the, the difference here is well i mean i feel but, like but baltimore's what, better at this than dallas is and, and dallas will eventually cave baltimore's willing to go all the way to the wire and call your bluff which is exactly what they've done but but there's no bluff to call i mean i mean all right so the 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 non-exclusive tag is 31 million dollars he's not playing for 31 million dollars he'll sit out i I was not convinced of that i am now convinced of that okay i feel like you're damaging this relationship because it's one thing for at our price. Dallas's price, I always felt like, was higher than the market. I feel like Baltimore's $10 million a year below the market on Lamar Jackson. If he was a free agent on the market right now, he would not have gotten the fully guaranteed deal he's after. But somebody would have shown up with $250 million over five years with $150 million guaranteed. Baltimore is not in the stratosphere of that. So, I mean, there comes a time of... Well, your price is so far off of what I'm worth that this is not reconcilable. And that's uh, the more I watch. And the thing that really irks me is that you're not trying to do anything to mend it. It'd be one thing if you had gone to, like, let's say they made the deal for DeAndre Hopkins, which right now I'm being told is for virtually nothing. Mm -hmm. It is a salary dump. They don't want to take any of the money back. They'll give him up for a fourth or fifth round pick. At least then I'm looking at your roster going, you're trying to do something to make this better. You're trying to give him a weapon that he can wrap his brain around and say, this will make me better. And you go get Nelson Aguilar. 
the run heaviest team in the NFL just brought in probably the worst run blocking wide receiver in the league. And everything they do to me just seems like giant birds up to, to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm getting less and less convinced that this is going to work itself out. Well, if it was, but I just don't know what the, what the end game is outside of Atlanta, which still makes sense to me. Oh, for where Lamar could land. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and I feel like this has gotten into the full on standoff. If you got guns pointed at each other, nobody's planning on firing, mm-hmm. but nobody's planning on putting their gun down either. And so, I mean, how long do you carry this out? We're to the last week of March. The draft is in 33 days. How far do you carry this? I would say draft day has to be the has to be the window, right? Like if something's going to happen, Will it shock it you if this is not resolved that. by then. By then, see, no, this is because this I think, is why I, I get. Into, I think that weekend is, is is the point. See, this is why I get into in, into kerfuffles with Packers fans that think they have all this leverage over the Jets. The, the misconception of leverage is comical to me because you're up against it with the cap and you have a player that you invested a pick in and you're going to leave $58 million just sitting against the cap and give that to Jordan Love and say, we gave you the best chance to win. Baltimore has no incentive. I got you for $31 million. You're going absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything by draft day. I don't have to do anything because you have to sign the tag. You have to sign the tag. Don't sign the tag. Totally up to you. I have every ounce of leverage here. Absolutely. And, and I just I don't longer, see a solution here. Look, the longer this goes on, to me, this piles up on Lamar more than it does the Baltimore Ravens. And and I guess I would look at it in the same way of at this point, this is the Lamar side is is Green Bay, where you have to get the most for the asset because Lamar is the asset. Mm-hmm. And kind of look at Baltimore like the Jets. Okay, so if you back out here, I'll just do something else. With Baltimore's Tyler Huntley with the Jets. It's Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, one of the the other slew of veterans. Do I want to do that? No, no. But I will. But will I? But if you force my hand, will I? To yeah, keep I will. from doing something that could be catastrophic to my organization, yes, I will do whatever it takes. But I'm not going to make that mistake. I mean, if the reports are true that they offered him a three-year, $133 million guaranteed contract and he scoffed at it, that tells me everything I need to know. Okay, so we'll... we'll put and to the, me, that's low for him. We'll... we'll and maybe it is. That's that's low for him on the open market as it sits. But if, if that's you, your guy, right? But if but if that's what you're after, if you're after fully guaranteed uh, money, you're after a fully guaranteed contract because of the injuries. Because you, you know, I'm not giving you anything more than three years, definitely. Yeah. And Baltimore goes. We'll just we'll figure it out. Lamar, we I, I still feel like they would love to have Lamar come back. But they're not going to cripple the franchise for it. And I'm, with every passing day, I become less convinced that they actually want him to. Mm-hmm. 
You are in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, it'll be the most important message of the day. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a pro. are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingles. See you later, Dad. All the ingredients for family. This is the Sportsocracy, and on a Friday, why why not? Uh, We can't just not give you the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Let's go to Lincoln, Nebraska for today's story where, um, okay. So we, we tried, we, you know, we haven't talked to him in a, in a while here live on the air, but we have tried for the last couple of years to get Asheville police chief, David Zach to adopt a new slogan for the Asheville police department, which is don't do crimes. Exactly. That should be on the side of the vehicles. Where it currently says, "Don't do crimes." To protect and protect serve. Protect and serve. Right. I, that is that is the law enforcement motto: to protect and serve. So there, there's a couple of cops in Lincoln, Nebraska, that have given new meaning to this. Uh, so the crimes involved in this story were: well, there was a guy that got pulled over the other night by these uh, these, these two police officers from Lincoln. And they found out that this guy has a revoked driver's license, which is is not good for a man in his line of work because he drives a car for a living. This guy is a DoorDash delivery driver. Well, they found out that he had a revoked license. And when when they find that out, um, they don't just go, okay, we'll do better next time and we'll see you down the road. No, you have to go to jail. They impound your car, send you to jail, process you, all that kind of stuff. Well, the problem was that he was in the middle of a delivery. So what did the cops do? They finished the delivery, which has gotten glowing remarks, obviously, from the customers uh, that were their their, um, service was interrupted, I guess you could say, because of the pulling over but you got to give kudos to uh here you go state troopers desatko and sporer heroes of the day for finishing the doordash delivery of this man who is now in jail he's been released obviously with a you know he has to get all that sorted out and look you do have to have a valid driver's license to operate a motor vehicle not only in the state of nebraska but in every other state that's out there regardless of what stupid facebook video you've seen in the last five days 
a lot of that going around these days. Oh, I don't have to have a driver's license. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a sovereign citizen. No, no. You must no. have the driver's license. It must be active. And if it's not, you can't do the DoorDash deliveries. Uh, Bob Brown in our YouTube comment said, suggest that Chief Zach put uh, don't do crimes on the school resource officer cruiser. Yes. Start small and then build. Yes. Totally in. Uh, the problem is the county handles that. So. Oh, yeah. Actually, That's for Asheville City Schools, maybe not. I feel like we at least have somewhere yeah, to go. somewhere. Yeah. All right. My, <laughs> my story, I have, I'm not going to say I cheated because this is not necessarily crimes, but it should be. I've spent much of my life traveling with jobs that I've had, which means I have spent a lot of time on what? airplanes yes you know who ashley brewer is no she works for espn she, okay. she's an anchor for espn okay she is she is engaged to houston rockets forward frank kaminsky okay well uh, a couple weeks ago she was on a flight from los angeles where she works to houston to see him and she documented her tales her flight was delayed for over an hour didn't really have a good read on why, but she was sitting very close to the front of the plane. And so she she got to see some things and she started reading tea leaves and she finally put it together. This is the most millennial thing you'll ever hear in your life. She tweeted, guys, my flight can't take off because two flight attendants got in a fight and are now refusing to work together. No. Now we're delayed. We're sitting here waiting for them to talk it out, but nope. Lady won't budge. Here is what happened. There was a passenger sitting in first class. There's another passenger sitting in coach. They wanted to switch and give somebody in coach their first class seat so that she so that this person could sit next to their husband. Okay. Spouse was in coach. Somehow the 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 other the, the other spouse had been upgraded to first class. Whoever's sitting next to my spouse, I will give you my first class seat. Just let us switch. Well, there was a male flight attendant, a female flight attendant. The male, totally fine. Let's do this. This is working out well for you. The person that was in the seat had no problem with it. We're all hunky-dunky. Apparently, the female flight attendant thought this was just the worst idea ever. And no, I am I'm putting my foot down. I will not do it. Why? I have absolutely no idea. That makes sense. I will be honest with you. If I was the one in coach that you weren't letting me go to first class, I would be showing my ignorance and my arse. Because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know what's up there, and you, and I'm coming. I'm I'm just gonna sit in another chair I've until always, you figure out I've, that I'm gonna sit. In that I've one. always wanted to find out what's behind that curtain in first class. Yeah. You don't want to know. Unless you're gonna fly that way for the rest of your life, you don't want to know. <laughs> so she documented this entire thing. Would you like to know how this ended? They sat on the tarmac. For two and a half hours because the female flight attendant went to the front of the plane and cried, saying that this is a hostile work environment because he didn't do what I wanted him to do. They had to bring in another flight attendant to replace her on the plane because she refused to let them take off. 
Check your privilege at the 100%. door, honey. Wow. Guess what? I am 36 years old. I am divorced, and I have disliked the vast majority of people I have ever worked with. And I promise you, 90% of them didn't like me. Get over it and do your job. But Darren disagreed with me, so now I'm going to hold up the lives of hundreds of people. I understand we live in a world where nobody's ever told you this, but sometimes your opinions are stupid. That felt so good. (laughs) After I've been awake for two solid days, that felt awesome. Uh, I, you know what? I want to so start. So I want to start my the, own. So what's the crime here? Oh, that, they should put that the flight attendant in jail, no doubt, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. You have to do a weekend in jail and think about what you did. Jeremy Justice. Two and a half hours. They sat on the tarmac. Yes. How many people on the plane? I want. It was, I, that's not the a plane real, was pretty full. That's not a real question. I'm just. I'm just. You take two and a half hours. You multiply, multiply it by, by the m- number of, and that's how much community service Woo! you have to do. Not, no, not community. Jail. Jail time. Jail. She just lock her up. Lock jail. her up. Lock her up. I mean, I, look, I, I just, in this segment, I have had a great idea of Judge Jeremy. I think this is a phenomenal idea. Uh, Sloan Jordan asked the obvious question. I mean, she's definitely fired, right? I mean, in this world, who knows? She probably got promoted. She probably runs Delta Airlines. She's now, now a, she's now a coordinator for the uh, for the sh- steward stewards. Is that? I, I don't know. The only PC in my life is the one sitting in front of me that's powering this show. I um, want to. You know, I had never thought of that until just now. Jeremy Justice, you have some form of disagreement. You bring it to me. There you go. Only rule that you both both parties have to agree to abide by my ruling sounds like a tv show all the way in let's do this mullet justice dun 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 do i get a robe i already have a gavel the the mullet magistrate you know i love alliteration yeah everything i love alliteration start with the same letter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i think mullet justice is a grand idea all right uh, you know what else is a grand idea parched madness parched madness a grand idea each and every year uh as the march madness is upon us the ncaa basketball tournament we come up with our very own tournament of greatness that we call parched madness and this year it's the greatest of all time professional wrestler we have we have 80 professional wrestlers in this bracket has been as i've said several times today it's been a busy week so where do we stand right now with the bracket okay so we're gonna put out polls to kind of trim the bracket down because this is one of those things where we got real real aggressive and i'm i mean we have a we have a great budget on this show and and we have great toys and and things but I have not been in this seat minus this show for the vast majority of the week. So we need to trim this field down to get it down the down the ways a little bit. So we're going to be putting out one-on-one matchups. Every one-on-one matchup, all 32 in the first round. Some of them are playing games. Some of them will have to do two polls. That second set will be on Monday. So you'll have all weekend long 
to vote in these polls across our social medias. However you want to vote, totally up to you. Tuesday, we will unveil the 32 remaining, the 16 matchups remaining. I feel like you and I went a little too aggressive in the selection committee. Well, we couldn't help ourselves. I know. I'm aware of that. But as the guy that has to sit here and painstakingly render these things down, uh, we, we got too aggressive. Right, because okay? once, you, once you get down to, to, to trying to determine who deserves to be in the bracket, is it Bam Bam Bigelow or Br the British Bulldog, we went, hey, uh, let's just put them both all of in. Them. Let's, all of them deserve <laughs> to be in. They were great entertainers and an integral part of my childhood. Right. So over the weekend, there will be social media polls where you will see each wrestler be able to vote it'll be they will be on facebook predominantly I, I mean i will try to get them across twitter the problem with twitter is that you only have two actions so uh it will be uh a heart little heart emoji for a and a like for mm -hmm. b mm -hmm. and we'll do that all weekend long winners get into next week and and next week is going to be a better week I, this was a great week too it's just there was a lot of stuff to do absolutely so the greatest of all time professional wrestlers bracket is still a thing. And we will get to the next level of this over the weekend. So the, uh, the play in games, which will feature, um, 13 seeds to 16 seeds yes. going up against each other. We will slot those into the brackets, uh, for the round of 64. Yes. Which starts Tuesday, correct? The round of 32 starts Tuesday. Oh, okay. So we will pair those last. I mean, because let's be really honest. All right. Uh, I don't feel like we need more than 24 hours for, hey, who wins between Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and The Rock? Uh, <laughs> I think we can cut that down in, in, in just nary a minute or two. Mm -hmm. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. And you can follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. That's where the voting will be done. Absolutely. And many of you today have taken the opportunity. There's no laws in this place. Anything goes. To, it's Thunderdome. To join the House of Reprehensibles, which apparently if we tell you how to do it, it makes it more likely that you're gonna. And one of our one of our uh, our longtime listeners, Bo Walker, has joined the House of Reprehensibles. We are glad to have you, Bo. Uh, you and your lovely uh, better half, Karen. We haven't said that name on the show in a long time and glad to see you uh, around Mr. Walker. Indeed. Go to the sportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Once you're through to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe. And once you're subscribed, then the join button should come up right next to it. Unless you're on an iPhone and then just follow the link in the, uh, in the YouTube chat. And, and I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm reasonably convinced that the, the, the join button on Apple products, like all things with Apple products, was intended to drive you crazy and break your phone so you'll buy another one. That's the exact same thing as the one you just... You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. The sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Just a couple of moments left in the program for the week. In quite possibly the longest day that has ever happened. But, hey, here's a good thing. we got a short week coming up next week. So uh, Yes, next week the Atlanta Braves uh, uh, start here on the ESPN Airways, so there will be days where you don't have us, but don't fret. We have, we have scheduled out the entire 
season for the Braves, so we know every day that we're not going to have a show. Yes. The days we don't have a show, there will be new there will be new content that comes out at three o'clock. You just won't be able to talk to us live. I mean, in the chat, maybe I'll one of us will be in there. And the first of those uh, interruptions comes Thursday for opening day. Hmm. What could we possibly put out on April the thirtieth or March the thirtieth? Three round mock draft. Let's go. There we go. Everybody's asked me when's the next full mock draft going. That's when. That's when. All right. So next Thursday at three o'clock, we will not be live on the air. We'll have three round mock draft for you to consume in our absence. I'm look. I get that we're a football show, but I am so excited about tonight's Sweet 16 games I'm, in I'm the not, NCAA tournament. I'm not going to lie. I ordered a bucket of chicken for me to pick up on the way home. Yes. Uh, so I can be there at 6.30. That is a great idea. I'm, uh, I wish I'd have thought of it. I, I'm not going to lie. I almost Uber Eats it, but uh, I, I felt bad about sending somebody from Fairview Road to here because this one doesn't do oh. Uber Eats. Uh, did you order a double down? Oh, yes, I did. Just for dessert? Uh, uh, well, it's, it's going to get eaten. I can't tell you anything else in that's going to go in my face, but that double donut. I haven't had one of those in years. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, first game tonight, Alabama-San Diego State, 6-30. Miami-Houston, Princeton-Creighton, and the nightcapper, Xavier and Texas. I would be remiss if on the way out we didn't say another great big congratulations to Cowboy John Roten on his retirement. He has been amazingly good to me over the years because i don't know if you figure this out or not i don't know much about radio and he has always been my sounding board of hey tank's not here and i don't know how to do this so congratulations on your retirement enjoy your 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 new life with your lovely bride i was glad to be a part of that uh this morning if you'd like to check that out you can find it on the 570 wwnc facebook page uh and many many happy years to uh john and betty roten you are in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville.